Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Annie Snyder. Voters are used to getting wooed by politicians at election time, with free goodies like food or hats or bumper stickers. But in Michigan, an oil pipeline company is handing out some unusual swag. Previous years, they've also stocked a lake near St. Ignace with walleye, and they also sponsored a kid's fishing day there at the lake. The company has also given away 2,000 pounds of free whitefish fillets to St. Ignace residents as well. It's a good gesture towards locals. The public relations campaign comes as Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer has moved to shut down Enbridge's Line 5 pipeline. It's been operating since 1953, but has been targeted in recent years by Greens and Whitmer over concerns about its path through the environmentally sensitive Straits of Mackinac. Now, with Whitmer up for re-election in 2022, Enbridge is trying to tilt the scales in its direction. Today, Politico Z and Lum on the pipeline giant's political tactics in Michigan. It's Monday, November 22nd. So Whitmer staked out a pretty strong position on this pipeline for a moderate Democrat who has tried to make, I mean, didn't she campaign on on infrastructure issues? She staked out a pretty strong position on this one, right? You may remember the company name because around 2010, that was when one of the company's pipelines ruptured in a wetland and spilled oil into the Kalamazoo River, which Annie, you may remember, was one of the largest and costliest inland oil spills in U.S. history. So memories of that are kind of shaping the opposition to Line 5 that we're seeing now. And Line 5 is a pipeline that has been in operation since 1953. It transports crude oil and natural gas liquids from Western Canada to refineries in Sarnia. And there are kind of skepticism amongst locals that Enbridge may not be equipped to mitigate and respond to another potential catastrophic oil spill if there is one related to Line 5. What is Enbridge doing to try and weight the scales in its direction through that election? Well, they're spending a lot of money. We know that they made a six-figure donation in 2017 to a Michigan Chamber of Commerce-associated PAC supporting Line 5. Enbridge also isn't shy about its community spending efforts, so similar to the strategy of governments writing checks and throwing out money out the door Right before an election, Enbridge is adopting a similar strategy to build favorable opinion on Line 5. So that gambit is to build kind of grassroots level support that may or may not pay off at the polls come November when the election is on. And there's a pattern with how Enbridge spends its money. So for example, if you take a map of the community investments that they've made and you superimpose it on a map of their pipeline network, you'll see that there's a kind of a correlation there. So these communities in and around Line 5, they've benefited from donations from Enbridge for, you know, benches and picnic tables. And previous years, they've also stocked a lake near St. Ignis with walleye, and they also sponsored a kid's fishing day there at the lake. The company has also given away 2,000 pounds of free whitefish fillets to St. Ignis residents as well. It's a good gesture towards locals. 
Now, the election is still a year away, and a lot of the debate around Whitmer's tenure has concentrated on things like the COVID restrictions she put in place, especially in the early pandemic. So do we have any indication that Enbridge's efforts here are likely to get any traction with voters? Well, it's hard to say right now because it's a year away. We know that a lot can happen in a year. We're still living in a pandemic, right? So it depends if people are still concerned about COVID, if healthcare remains top of mind for voters. So it totally depends on how our world, you know, moves towards ending this pandemic. And that will kind of factor in how much energy prices and pipelines uh, play into people's priorities. Also, President Joe Biden's proposed tax incentive to encourage U.S. consumers to buy American-made electric vehicles caused some tension during last week's summit with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador. The goal of the summit was to restore North American relations after a strain under former President Donald Trump. But after the meeting, the three leaders didn't have a joint press conference, which has been customary in previous summits. Both Canada and Mexico have expressed their concerns with the EV tax credits in the House-passed climate and social spending bill. That's because they prioritize unionized American labor. Critics say they would disadvantage foreign automakers operating in the U.S. It's also a concern voiced by Joe Manchin of West Virginia, the key Democratic moderate in the Senate, which has yet to consider the reconciliation bill. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Annie Snyder, and we'll see you tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.